that's it. And that's the scene. <laughs> that's, that's what I really think we should do. And I think f- we should start the whole episode off like that. All right, we did it. Hey everybody, I'm Dane Holland, and I may not be nine feet tall, but I'll still step on you. I'm Austin Shazam Pfeiffer, and I don't know why he was such a bad Bruce. I'm Marcus Whitaker, the despicable creature known as I'm Electric Man. I'm Austin Tiny Zint, and I'm special too. Yes, yes you are. And this is Nerd It Through the Grapevine. It's a podcast where four best friends gather weekly to talk about our favorite parts of past, present, and future nerd culture. And Tiny's got stuff to talk about, and we're going to listen and interact with him because it's a podcast where four best friends gather weekly to talk about our favorite parts of past, present, and future nerd culture. And Tiny is actually going first. And he's going to talk about something that all four of us are going to interact with because... And we're going to start right now. Oh, gosh. I thought also, I was freaking also, out. I really <laughs> enjoyed the unbroken eye contact between the two of us. The whole really time good. he was yeah, talking, it was, was pretty awesome. Just staring right at you. Um, my topic today was actually a listener suggestion. And we all enjoy superheroes, all of us as nerds and non-nerds, mm-hmm. because we're all inclusive here. We're all inclusive in the grapevine. And we tend to pick heroes that we, in some ways, identify with. And... So the heroes we're going to talk about today are superheroes with disabilities. Um, it's it's a very fascinating subject matter. I dug into it deeply during this week, and I found a list of some some of you you've heard of before, and some you may not have. And this topic is actually I'm going to want to shout out Jaden. He's a he's a little boy. He's yeah, Jaden. I just want you to know that you may be different, but you're special too. Yes, it it doesn't make you any less awesome than the rest of us. And the first superhero on my list is Daredevil. Um, we all know that he suffers from blindness and depression and PTSD. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight. He has dissociative personality disorder. Uh, which is basic multiple personalities. So he's different people inside of his own head. His is his and his comics are fascinating. Like of yeah. how how quick the switches go. Like of the, just the way he's speaking, and even like the tone of the panels change. And it's like it's one of my favorite Marvel heroes. Period. Yeah. Just to, because of how it's not vanilla. You know, he's not just the average person. Like he has things that he's dealing with, and he's. I don't know, he can use those to an advantage or, I, I don't know, it just makes him interesting. Like, yeah, it, in, it almost... normal and bland. Yeah, it almost humanizes him. Oh, yeah, for way. sure. So he he's very super and he's special, but he's almost more relatable because he's got problems like I do. Yeah. The next one on my list is Puck. He's from Alpha Flight. Uh, he was on the X-Men cartoon at one point uh, for a little bit. Um he is he has dwarfism. Like originally he was eight or nine feet tall, this big dude, and then he got mutated into someone with dwarfism. And it made him like stronger, more compact, incredibly more agile than he was originally. So you can see him he's bouncing all around like crazy, doing some really cool Super dope stuff. But being like a tiny, I'm sure he's yes. like super like dense just as a as a human yeah. oh so yeah he's, he's like he's, he's bouncing jacked. around like an acrobat and yet if he lands on you it feels like a bag of bowling balls yeah essentially that's awesome um <laughs> that's awesome yeah the next one is echo and she's actually deaf mm-hmm. but she has like psionic capabilities so she's really cool then there is richard reed or mr fantastic he has autism mm-hmm. um as you read through his comic books uh you can see different signs of autism uh, in him. And in one issue, he actually diagnoses himself with that. And he's like, I'm this way because I I have autism. And he's able to do really fantastic things. And like he has like super focus when he's working. It's, it's actually pretty awesome to see. 
He's so awesome. His name is Mr. Fantastic. Exactly. That's how fantastic he is. That's how he awesome is. he is. And he's like, he's one of the most famous Marvel superheroes slash superheroes ever. Because the Fantastic Four was one of the first teams, like superhero teams ever yeah. made. And yeah. like, and I had no idea of that until you said it. Yeah. Like, no idea. That's yeah, crazy. I didn't either. Which, judging by the most recent Marvel movie premiere announcement trailer that they made and the little end logo they've done for Marvel Phase 4, it tells me that we might have hit the nail on the head with our grapevine prediction on this one that they will be redoing a Fantastic Four movie. Wait, because the last one wasn't them? No, it was oh, yeah. 21st Century Fox. It was Fox. Yeah, it was Sony. Sony I Fox? It was, I think it was either Fox or Sony. I can't I remember. It's probably all one the of the others. Thing. But it wasn't Disney. Uh, there's actually a superhero that I actually like a lot. I am Shazam. Mm-hmm. Uh, Freddie Freeman, who is a character in the Shazam universe. He's also a base pl- baseball player, so don't get confused. But <laughs> Freddie Freeman is both autistic and he has... Uh, I believe it is cerebral, cerebral palsy. palsy. Yeah, yes. I think so. And it, it shows different aspects to how his physical disability can, you know, kind of hinder his day to day, as well as the way that the autism will affect his his interactions with people and how he can focus on certain things. And he knows so much about superheroes and knows so much about the lore and all the things surrounding him. And one day he gets to become a superhero with his best friend, Billy Batson. So uh, in the original Captain Marvel comic books, that's what Shazam used to be. His uh, little buddy, Freddie Freeman, got to also say Shazam, but he would be granted the power of the gods shared with Billy, who was Shazam. And he actually makes Billy a better Shazam because Billy doesn't have that focus on superheroes, like the fascination that... Freddie Freeman has with him like he knows how to respond to situations because he is so knowledgeable about this one thing like it's 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 this thing that he knows so much about and where everyone else like may see him as an oddball you know like he is the reason that they get out of these predicaments like he's the reason that that Shazam is a better superhero and if you like pay attention and watch like you can see like without Freddie like Billy is not the same hero he would be like without him he probably wouldn't be a successful hero at all like because he doesn't know how to respond to things the way that that Freddie does and Freddie's like Freddie's one of the best parts of Shazam like yeah. period. so it's like that person with the hardships they've had to go through yeah. to to like have that effect on whatever gives them their power is that kind of what you're talking about uh, knowing what to do with the power when they get it. Yes, that's, what it that's what it's more about. It's because that, that moral compass, that strong right or wrong, that reasoning for making good choices. Better. Yeah. yeah. So good it choices. almost made him a better hero because he was the way that he was. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, it, 100%. Because I mean, when, I Bill, can, when Billy go got to actually divvy out the powers, he got to choose his family. Mm-hmm. That is the it is the Shazam family. He got to choose them on who he was going to share his power with, and Freddie was one of the very first. Oh yeah, and out of that family, Freddie is arguably the best superhero because of his autism and because of him being able to be like that focused on, on that on being a superhero on superheroes in general. And, and at one point, that. he was the main Shazam oh, yeah. in the DC universe. Freddie Freeman was uh, put through what are called the trials of Shazam. Um, and that is where he is stripped away of all of his godly powers. Um, and he has no access to what was previously bestowed to him. And he has to earn the respect of all of the gods, even though he is different. He doesn't lose. <laughs> he he fights so hard and and does so much beyond what the evil side of things that are working against him can accomplish that even though in the end it looked like brute force won out the god said you're willing to sacrifice yourself for the greater good you're doing more than any of us could have hoped you're the worthy champion 
So he, but oh, I got goosies. Yeah, but he, <laughs> me too. Oh but yeah, he, the the gods instead of like trial by fire kind of deal, you know, they saw this person who would be abusive of this power and the one who would know how to appropriately use it for the betterment of the world, and they chose Freddy. Oh yeah, and at the very end, I can remember this. They've just got this scene, and he's different looking than normal Shazams because he always had long hair, mm. and the his version of Shazam had just was just a little bit extra buff, and he had just long flowing hair. Mm. And I can remember him flying through, and he says, uh, "I'm Freddie Freeman, and I am Shazam." Boom. I stole that immediately, and I changed it on uh, Microsoft Paint to say I'm Austin Pfeiffer, <laughs> and I am Shazam. That's when I had my hair grown out Classic. long. I immediately stole oh, that. that's good. As you would. So good. Uh, and actually, kind of along the same vein, um, they've, they've announced that the Blue Power Ranger also yes. has autism. And in so many ways, the Blue Ranger is the... Is, how they achieve most of their goals. Like he makes a lot of cool things for him and he's very scientifically minded. He just makes so many cool things and he's able to think through a lot of situations in ways that the other people are not able to simply because he is different. He was the best part of the power Rangers movie. Like I actually, I enjoyed the new power Rangers movie when they remade it. Like I thought it was fun. There were parts about it that I, like Goldar, I had issues with him and stuff like that. But of every single Power Ranger, like the Blue Ranger was the most interesting character of the whole movie. He was the funniest one. Like there, there are parts where like like somebody will say something like sarcastic, and he doesn't quite get the, like hear the sarcasm in it, and his response is so much better comedy than even the sarcastic remark. Like he is the funny person, and like I don't know, like he's. He's funny, and he's also just an awesome Power Ranger, like of any of them. And he's one of those, just like with uh, with Freddy, like his his daily things he has to deal with, like hardships and stuff. Like that has trained him to become a better hero, better than anybody else. Because when you think of any superhero, most of them, any of them that come to mind, they've all got something that's happened, like devastating or something, you know, that's happened in their life that they've gotten through, like Batman with his parents in the alley, Superman with his entire planet blowing up. Like these are just most of the time one big event that's changed their, the way that their thinking is. But like these heroes with disabilities, like they're, they're every day, like is like having to have this thing happen to them every day. So they go through so much more than a reg like just a you know just a normal superhero would go through and like in most stories they're the ones that ends up that end up being the best heroes like that any of them can possibly be and it's like they're the most interesting to me like, oh, yeah, for absolutely. Sure. well said well said well i did actually find a super villain as well oh yeah so um it's from aquaman he his name is black manta he also has autism i didn't know that yeah um, I didn't either. Uh, uh, he'd gone through a lot. Like at one point, early in his life, he was he was a slave. You know, he was owned by pirates, and he managed to escape from them. And he was just you know mad because Aquaman wasn't there to save him. And you know they're sailing along through the ocean, so he managed to get away. He made Aquaman his arch enemy, and. Like I said, he also had autism. Yeah. So there is, there's even super villains that have some disabilities as well. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see that as well as all the heroes. Oh, yeah. You know, because like you said, we all have trauma. Right. Every one of us. Uh, and some of us more than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like anybody can be a superhero for sure. And the more interesting just the person that you are. I think the better hero yeah. that you can be. It definitely adds more layers to the onion or the ogre. Yeah, yeah. Ogres have those. <laughs> yeah, ogres, ogres have, have layers, just yeah. like onions. Yeah, even kitchen ogres? Yes, even kitchen ogres. What's a kitchen ogre? Me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we got to get you an apron that looks like Shrek's like, body. Oh, that's got to. Where's my... That's the, Yeah. That's a Write thing, that right? Write that down. Hold on. Okay. That's I definitely bet it a thing. That's got to be a thing. Shrek has to. Oh, and see if they have one of those things. Never mind. What thing? Nothing. Okay. 
What did I say? A Shrek apron? Yeah. All right, we're just gonna look real quick. A shrapron. Oh shrapron. well. I don't think I don't I don't see any that are his body, but there are plenty with his face on it. So we can figure something out for yeah, you. Yeah, totally okay, figure something good. out. Speaking of supervillains, much like Black Manta, recently there has been a character of a video game that has gotten an insane amount of publicity and fan craze about, and it's actually been going on for probably the past year or so since they introduced her. But there's a character, and some of you may have seen this character and have no idea who it is, uh, which I didn't at first and kind of still don't for the most part. But uh, her name is Lady Diminiscu. What? What? How do? How do you say that mouth? Oh yeah. Well. I wrote it. I wrote yeah, it. It's hard to say, and I don't even think I'm saying it right anyway. Dimitrescu. 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 Something like that. I wish maybe. I could help you. I don't know. Anyway, Lady <laughs> Dimitrescu. Uh, she is the seemingly the the main antagonist in the newest Resident Evil Village game. Village game. Village, yeah. Resident. Well, no. Oh, the the really tall it's, shit. It's not like a. It's, I just imagined like a village builder. Yes, I just imagined like Animal Crossing, but Resident Evil. To where, Give me that. Give yes, me that. to where all of your friends, That's like what all the, the fans, villagers, really want. Yes, they're yeah, all like Minecraft. They're all vampires and ghouls and like zombies and stuff. No, yes. is, she, is she the lady that's got like she's she's really tall? She is she's nine got, foot tall. She's got like the big huge smile. And, <laughs> yes, and, she has the largest smile of any villain that you've probably ever seen. Just uh, like two very large, like round eyes. eyes. Yeah, her eyes are very large as well. Uh, and that's what's drawn a lot of people towards her as a character. She also has a very large hat. Very big hat. So big hat. She does, and I've gotten into hats, so you that immediately intrigued me. Yes. Just just because of her really cool, very large, <laughs> round, supple hat. Yes. But this character and and all of these features are kind of why she blew up because well, just like her. Actually, blow up. Oh boy, you can work around it all day, but you're gonna end up there somehow. Uh, yeah, she she <laughs> became like she's become one of the most popular video game characters like of this well, these past couple years. Let's be real, we all want a nine foot tall dommy mommy. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a Pantera album. <laughs> <laughs> Not for Joe. Tell me, my man. Also, Jaden, if you're still listening, you should not be. Yeah, don't don't be. Oh, Quit. bye, no. Jaden. You have a good day, See, buddy. Uh, but she is the antagonist of this video game. Okay, and and the protagonist, his name's Ethan, in it, and he's kind of a joke because in the games that he's in, he gets like mutilated all the time, and he's just constantly. Like getting just, he just has rough days, day after day, and he's not got a whole lot of personality. He's kind of like a every every guy kind of dude. And this villain has become like the main focus of this game for the selling point, at least. And it made me think of like other times to where villains have actually taken over the spotlight in situations to where like the game or the show or the movie or comic, or anything like that, it's most of the time, I would say 95% of the time, focused around the heroes. But in those stories, sometimes the villain has so much more going on for them. And I think that's what draws people to them, just because they're not. it's not the same old, same old that we've always seen. Oh, uh, villains can, can definitely be the most interesting characters, yeah. for sure. And if they're successfully done visually before they're even introduced, it already gets people like into it. And I think that's what with this character, whenever they made a, a nine foot tall voluptuous woman vampire lady, like as the main like focus of these this commercial for the game or whatever, like they it got people immediately going, like, who is this person? And no one cared about the hero at that point, the the protagonist of the game. Like, no one still cares. Like, they just want to see more of this Dimitrescu, or Dimitrescu, how do we say it? Dimitrescu? I, I, I would no say idea. goddess. Goddess, yeah, the goddess you know. of this game. But I don't know if you guys, if anything comes to mind of other, other games or shows, movies, whatever, to where the antagonist actually has more 
like more eyes on them or more spotlight than the protagonist does. I believe it was in the year 2013. Okay. Right? <laughs> he you, immediately you, so pulls far, out his phone to, that, to, now, to so try far, to prove him wrong. I'm that, pretty sure you've been right every time on this show where you've said it was, a year okay, it's, of anything happening. In 2013. Okay. Right, right, right. Um, Frieza on Dragon Ball Z okay. ended up having a new reincarnation as Golden Frieza. And just, they had no explanation of it. They just had all these promos for just Frieza from Dragon Ball Z with golden skin. And we found out nothing about it until it came out. But the entire pool of that movie was based on, let's see why Frieza is so different just looking. So that, in turn, gives you such a grounded visual on the character that is Frieza that all they have to do is change his color scheme and now... It's an instant draw. Like, something's different. What's different? Something's different about Frieza. I don't know what it is. Turns out, Frieza had never trained a day in his life. He was a prodigy. So, when Frieza decided that he was going to do something, he did it. He never met a challenge. When he finally met a challenge, he was defeated by Goku. So, Frieza gets tortured in hell. Mm-hmm. And, like he does. And it's not really what you would think of. It's torture in hell because Frieza is such an evil-spirited person. While he's in hell, he's surrounded by teddy bears and singing happy joy time. And he hates every second of it. He's <laughs> screaming in pain <laughs> from how happy everything is. Just, I can relate to that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. honestly, he was in that situation way more interesting than what they had going on with Marcus spilling every ounce of coffee he's got <laughs> all, all over, over his body. body. <laughs> <laughs> he's, more, he's, more, he's more coffee than man right now. <laughs> he looked into my eyes as coffee, Jeez, as coffee ran down his face. He your was, hands are covered in it. Marcus? It's in your beard? You know when the lid just <laughs> barely comes off and you don't realize it? <laughs> and you try to drink it and it just pours out the hole that you've created? <laughs> Marcus, oh my God. smack that hand. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, I'm just about to take my shirt off. Oh. Oh. Here we go. I wish this would happen more often. Yeah, we're, we're going to need a minute for this one. <laughs> I knew you spilled coffee. I didn't know it was hot coffee. Okay, you were at least wrong about 2013. I know that, from, uh, that as much. I can't find the exact date of that episode. It was episode 25 of Dragon Ball Super that he appeared. Resurrection of F is the name of the, the movie, yeah. right? Yes. Gosh, that's probably like. Hold on, that's probably that's like, probably like 2015 or 16, right? Probably, I said 13. I was, I, 2015. I wasn't as far off as normal. No, you did okay. <laughs> yeah, you did see? fine. See, 15. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so, Golden Frieza. That's Dragon Ball Super, as far as that goes. Everybody was drawn towards that character just by looking at the images, like even before they knew what Golden Frieza was going to be like. Yep. Had no had no reason. The original appearance of Lord Zed. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I remember seeing the original release of the episode because apparently it was considered too terrifying. So they actually pulled it (laughs) and then re-edited it to make Lord Zed less scary. He's still terrifying. I mean, like, he's my favorite villain from Power Rangers. Like, he's got gravel and razor blades and a respirator just going on at the same time. Rangers. All of his muscles are visible, like, on the outside of his skin. And he's got the big scary mouth. Oh, yeah. And if you got a big scary mouth, you're already going to be scary to me. Lord Zed was an American creation. Is that right? He, he wasn't a part of he the was Japanese. Not a part of the Japanese super. And Sentai? then later on in the series, when Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa are married, uh-huh. notice there's a different actress playing Rita Repulsa. Yes, and continue. that's American as well because they didn't have interactions in the Japanese original. Oh, I see. Never noticed that. I want, and, and you, you know, Ivan Ooze was going through a lot when he had to get Rita and Zed on his side. Yeah, yeah, true, he was. True. That yeah, he was the most interesting part of that super of that uh, Power Rangers movie. Yeah, like yeah, because he's what you remember from that, right? I mean, what else and do you remember? Sammy Hagar. Well, I remember Zordon being like basically down for the count 
Yeah. Zordon. I remember when we saw like a, a physical Zordon. Like he wasn't just a blip on a radar anymore. Oh, yeah. He was inside of that little crystal chamber. Yeah, that, that they, like freaked they, me they out. They broke as a his kid, tube. Dude. That was like, <gasps> I got to know what to think. Yeah. Because I thought he was just part of the like program. I yeah. thought, he, you know, he's just this entity. Yeah, because he was weird. He actually had like a different actor or something playing him in that. Yeah. That, was, that was well, freaky. He was a freaky Zordon. Man. The freakiest part of him was his like. His garb that he was wearing, it looked like, I don't know, ribbed and well, organic like looking. Well, I, I mean, like the lines on his, I'm going to call it a robe, yeah. match the lines on his face. And we should it's, never do that. Don't do that. He's a blob. Don't do that. Yeah, he should have been a blob. But anyway. He's a morphological being, yeah. whatever that means. Ivan Ooze, yeah, also true. wonderful villain. That absolutely stole the show 100 because that actor, his job, yeah, like he did wonderful. Be over yeah, the top, is that be over the top? That's and all I mean, and we all know, like, the probably the first one that comes to most people's mind when you think of a villain still in the show, the Joker, the Joker. But ba- see, Batman has the Joker, yes, he does. And in the Dark Knight, Dark Knight, yes, that was the yes. name of that one. See, Batman has the Joker. He is the reason I think that the whole trilogy is considered a success. But then again, I'm biased because I don't like that version of Batman. But I mean, it's it's kind of unanimous that that movie was fantastic because of the version of the Joker that he kind of brought to life in that. And I don't remember much of anything Batman did in that movie, but I remember almost every single scene in my head that the Joker was a part of because every time he popped up on screen, it Batman was Batman parachuted exciting. in Japan. Did he? Yes. He did? In the in second that, movie? In that movie. Hmm. Yep, he had to... He had to, He had. had. They couldn't extradite that guy that was like over all the money uh, that the Joker had stolen. Yes, and uh, then subsequently burnt. So he had to go basically kidnap that guy from Japan. And to get into his tower, Lucius had to like bring this little cell phone and like leave it in the tower so that he could ping it. Yes. And he parachuted. But oh, that's about I all I remember that, that he did okay. in that movie. I remember that now. But yeah, that's Sorry. everybody's favorite Batman. But I'm like, mm, no, no, no. It's because of not, That's your favorite not Joker. Not my favorite Batman. Yeah, hashtag not your Batman. Uh, there were there were parts about that Batman that was good, uh huh. Like the Joker. I mean, <laughs> Joker aside, like Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker, yes, is definitely one of my favorites. Oh yeah. See, I'm still not giving you an answer on that question. What question? What question? Uh, back in an episode, you asked everybody what their favorite Joker was, and I sidestepped it, and I'm still not answering that question. Oh man. Okay. But fair enough. There was definitely some good parts to that Batman, but I will say, and I hate Ben Affleck. I feel like he's a but, terrible actor. Go but on. Batfleck. Yes. Best Batman. Yes. Hands down. Agreed. And if you say Adam West was the best Batman, I've that, heard one person say that. He's legendary. I will yes. drive to your house, oh, oh. put my finger in your face, not <gasps> not physically inside of your face, right, 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 right. but point at you Easy very with close that, dude. to your face. Don't point at Marcus like that. You've got <laughs> okay. it. He's spilling more coffee. They looked to see if he was actually <laughs> stupid. He's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he, I will get close enough to you that we will no longer be social distance, and I will say you're wrong, and then I'll leave and go back home. Okay, that's terrifying enough. Uh, yeah. Adam West, yeah, he was great for that time for what that and for was. being like the first. TV Batman or whatever, but not it's not. Yeah, he's entertaining in its own right, but overall, yeah. Batfleck for me too, man. Yeah, like, absolutely. Honestly, he's just he's my favorite. And Val Kilmer was great. <sighs> Did you? I stare you, directly I at you. You stare directly your at me eyes. and skip over Michael Keaton like he doesn't exist. Exactly. And I, I wanted to hear this. Just yes, I did. What about George Clooney, guys? Marcus. When life gives you... <laughs> yeah, just end it now. When life gives you bipples. <laughs> when life gives you a door, how quick do you leave? Bring back superhero suit nipples now. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't believe in that. Actually, I'm not going to support that. Spiders don't have nipples, but the then, Spider Man does. True. True. <laughs> I guess bats don't either, or do they? No, they do. Surely they do. Yeah, they're mammals. Yeah, yeah they're, mammals. they're mammals. Yeah, they have to nurse. They're mammals. And God. So and fly and 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 hang upside down. Oh. <laughs> and what else they do? Echolocate. Echolocate. Yes. And eat they bugs. eat sustenance. Uh-huh. Sometimes bugs. I don't know if fruit bats eat fruit or not, or if they look like fruit, or they <laughs> smell like fruit, or if you lick them and they taste they like, look like fruit, oranges, <laughs> or they sound like fruit, or they hear fruit as you know their language. I just don't know why they're called fruit bats. Okay, they hear fruit as their language. I don't know, like all the words they hear, are like apple, orange, pear, banana. I don't know. What do I look like, an animalologist? <laughs> oh man! Oh. So yes, uh, my point being, sometimes the villain is the much more interesting part of the story. And that's like right out the gate. It can be that way. And, and I think once you start seeing that, you start maybe needing to rethink the way your heroes are made. Like earlier, like you mentioned, like heroes with disabilities, there's already something interesting there, like to where it's like, okay, there's something that we can, you know, we can see is interesting. Like, I, I want to know more about this instead of just the, oh, well, yeah, we know this hero. It's fine. They're, they're just normal them, whatever. Show us the villain. Show us how like all their, you know, personality traits and stuff and the things that make them interesting. Absolutely. Actually, I was, I've, I've saved many of my answers to your topic uh-huh. for my topic. Did you save any more coffee to spill on yourself during your topic? I've saved a little bit more coffee good. to spill on myself. Good. I've actually done it. Y'all missed the first one. It no, was I just didn't. a little bitty I one. I just didn't say anything okay, about it. Good. Well, I was hoping I could let that second one slide too. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. I, once I saw it pouring off your beard, Gosh. cascading onto your shirt. Well, I still the, running the down your just shirt. just kept getting more and more like off. <laughs> anyway. That's so, the process. So for my topic, I, I just kind of wanted to jump, you know, springboard off of your topic, yeah. Dane. And talk about villains that kind of steal the show, but we're going to create kind of our own little villain. I love creating by things. just taking, you know, tell me what villain, like maybe three, maybe four, and just some like traits that, that make them maybe good at what they do or really, really bad, or I don't know, just traits from a villain to like feed this monster that you're making right now. Already. To make your perfect villain. I've already, I've already got one right off the top of my head. And it's just because me being a huge Superman fan, Lex Luthor is an amazing villain to me because he sees himself as humanity's representative, like hero, kind of. Like he sees humanity as people who don't need someone like Superman, who he is, which yes, Lex does a lot of terrible things as a human being in general, but his outlook on humanity as humans are strong enough to be able to overcome whatever comes at them. Like they don't need this alien to come and save them. Mm -hmm. And there's a, uh, there's actually a comic uh, called, it's a a trade collection called uh, Lex Luthor. I think it's Man of Steel. I think it's Lex Luthor, like Man of Steel. But um, he, in that you get to see it all from his perspective. Like the whole book is told from his perspective. So just his, the, the villainy that he has that is, seeing humanity like being i don't know well, powerful like, I, to a fault say, to a fault I, well i kind of like how you said it a minute ago and it kind of made me relate because i'm not you know I, i'm not a big superman nerd like you are yeah, yeah but what you said about him like thinking that humanity doesn't need these you know godlike men around to save them mm-hmm. you know i kind of relate i kind of like that perspective which would maybe you know it makes him a more interesting character when you can kind of know what his motivations are yeah um let me just read my list real quick yeah, yeah, yeah. because uh the only one that i could compare to <coughs> what you said would be magneto okay. um mainly m- the movies i guess but i mean i'm sure there's a lot of comic stuff too to support that but just really like his origin story and just his singular purpose Kind of like you said, but his is for like the mutants. Yeah. So he's like, you know, us mutants are oppressed. You know, I'm doing whatever it takes to make sure that they're not going to hurt people like me. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that about him. That's one of my favorite qualities of some villains is they they don't see themselves as evil or bad. 
they see themselves as the hero in their own mind. Absolutely. And that's what makes them compelling. So incredible. Yes. Is because they think they're doing good and doing the right thing when actually they're doing some of the worst things. Dwayne the Rock Johnson is going to be playing Black Adam in the upcoming Shazam movie. <laughs> that is not where I thought you was going with that. And Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing Black Adam in the upcoming movie. He is in the Shazam universe, and he is the same idea as Shazam in the modern day, except he was, you know, 2,000 years in the past, or, or even older than that in I think it was like I can't remember. Don't his, give a year because I'm going to look it up. No, no, no. I'm talking about. Okay. Oh gosh, his country. But yeah. So, so Magneto, I chose for his origin origin story, and like I said, his singular purpose. So, like, I think a good villain kind of needs that. So, my perfect villain is going to have that good origin story and that good purpose. I also picked uh, another one from the Malazan Book of the Fallen which is my favorite book series, The Crippled God. So he's just like this alien god. He's got this really mysterious backstory because there's like other worlds and stuff within the world that are explorable with by mages and stuff. But this guy comes from somewhere else. Like, we have no idea. So mysterious, but yet becomes like this main antagonist throughout the series, but yet still is shrouded in mystery. You still never really, really know, like, that much about where he came from and things like that. Like including uh, like, yeah, Kandak. Yeah. Yeah, you did it out of your head, too. You didn't even have to Google it. I had to race it. Uh, well, the, where uh, Black Adam's from. Sorry, okay. he's been okay. struggling okay. with that. For, yeah, I've been sitting there seeing the physical like harm that his body was doing internally. Yeah. This So this villain, like you don't know, like are they technically a villain? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. You don't know their motivations completely just because of... Uh, well, like I said, he's from an alien planet yeah. or like an alien realm. Right. But yet he like basically got captured by like powerful mages and dragged uh-huh. to this realm and chained to it. And now other powerful beings feed off of his power. Ooh. So he's just like... There's motivation trapped. right there. He's trapped you know. in an alien realm and it's just pure torture to him. Like it's... He's been in writhing in pain for millennia, you know, and just lashing out in pain yeah. with whatever power he can muster. Uh, so, yeah, just super brutal. But uh, I don't know, just the way that his origin story is so cool and it conti- it's still shrouded in mystery even after the big finale and everything. I, I think something kind of fascinating just that I've noticed right now is that all of us so far have mentioned like on a personality level, mm-hmm. like not even superpower, you know. Right. Like not an actual like right. when you think of supervillain, you think of their powers. But mm-hmm. whenever you're sitting there going like, "What makes a good supervillain?" The right. power doesn't matter. Well, the, power like, the power can almost be anything. The yeah, yeah, exactly. When right. you really start to think about that part of it, absolutely, power doesn't matter. So mm-hmm. like, well, especially for my powers. next two, because yeah. my next two are just mundane characters anyway. Hey, easy with that word. What mundane? Mundane. mundane. I've never liked it. Made me feel boring <laughs> i just now got it You're thanks Dane, you yeah. a special uh, boy thanks too. man so You're cersei welcome. lannister yes. uh particularly in the show she is a bit more relatable than she is in the books because everything that she does she does for like either a power or to her her family so much like her father who i almost chose but i think cersei barely Nudges him out as being I, just I don't a great know, man. I, I kind of disagree. I think I can Tywin see why you worse. Would. I mean, it it is pretty neck and neck. Um, Tywin he can just eat a bag of. D-ks. He's such just an awful person in so many ways. <laughs> he is, but like, you know what his per- you know what guides yeah, every bit exactly. of his motivations, which I think is what makes him so fascinating in a yeah, way. That's uh, true, and just his pure ruthlessness, which she in- kind of inherits. She's she just not. Does. She's not as uh, she doesn't have the administrative uh, like skills that Tywin has. Right, she definitely does not. She's, she's, she's emotional. She's more your chaotic evil. Yeah. Whereas ah. Tywin is more your lawful. Absolutely. Evil. Ooh, that's Absolutely. a good way of putting it. Right yeah. There. But Tywin is just this super powerful person. Anyway, he's almost untouchable. So Cersei's a little bit more vulnerable, maybe. I mean, you know, in those books, everybody's vulnerable. Right. But really, I picked her for her ruthlessness and her relatability. Because I, th- you know, I think that's what makes her a really good villain. So I'm going to feed that to my little monster mm-hmm. that I'm creating. Oh, Marcus's then, little monster. <laughs> that's uh-huh. my favorite villain already. And then I don't know. I forget how many people have made it all the way through Lost, but Ben Linus, played by 
Michael Emerson is just one of the most fantastic villain performances of all time. I actually didn't consider Ben to be a villain. Well, he definitely starts out as that. He starts out as that. But what? But when he, he, he kind of steals the show. Understand him? Yeah, he absolutely does. But the more you understand him and his motivation, he becomes less so. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Yeah, definitely but any beginning. good villain will. And that's why they're so fun to watch is because we know that they're making like choices we wouldn't make, but we know why they're making them. And we kind of agree with their outlook in a way, but we don't. Well, we wouldn't make the choices that they're making. Using that same point of view, you could even say that about John Locke himself as being Absolutely. a villain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even though he was the best leader on that island, I'm sorry, you Jack fanboys. Go back and watch Lost again. He is the worst example of a leader you could possibly have. This every is, decision he makes is wrong, ooh. and he whines about every single one of them. I would follow Locke to the death. I would too, but... Not that I want to die. Just I can it. see myself like in that fictional world I agree 100% because I think we're led to believe that there is more to this island than we think and so we automatically want to see that so we're with Locke right he's the man of faith well, Jack being no. the man of science if I was on a real island like and Locke blew up the boat I'd be really mad because he just made a choice based on faith for me right yeah I'm not saying Locke is perfect because no, no, no. no hero is perfect. But John Locke is literally one of my favorite fictional characters oh, of all time. But he was the superior leader. Let's get back to your actual topic. Ben Linus. Yeah. I, I chose him for his cunning and his just crafty. He's so crafty. He's so manipulative. He's oh, he, he could lie his way out of any situation. Charisma in out the roof. Not even or charisma. No. He is a creepy looking guy. Oh. Yeah. I thought the way, maybe his way with words was well. Like, yeah, it, it's more his way with words, and uh, and he him can being, he can logic you into believing what he believes. Uh, well, plus okay. he just uses the mysteries of the island to his advantage without knowing what they are. He's he can he could he's got a poker face. He man. has enough evidence to show you that brings you to his side, but if you follow he, it deep enough. He's just a liar. It's, yeah, it's all oh, liar. Oh, he's so good at the. Where you're taking it on faith. I've never watched a performance from an actor where I have been lied to that many times, but believed every freaking one of them. Why are you guys yeah. making me want to watch Lost? Because it's like, great. I've never. Lost I know, awesome. but I, I've never. I've only. Now well, you're not getting it, it from me, and I'm upset that you're still talking about it because I have no idea what you're talking about because I just skimmed through the show when I watched it. Okay, it couldn't okay. hold my focus. Well, it's it's a lot, <laughs> so I can like see why people would almost. But I want Black Adam's. Scene. I want Black Adam's sense of responsibility because that's what I'm going to feed to my little monster. Because the reason he's a good <laughs> villain is because he's an antihero. He's an antihero because he does what he believes is for the greater good at what cost. And then you're going to have Green Goblin, but not the one from the comic books. I want the one from the movie because yeah. Willem Dafoe has a great smile. And then you've got the number three. I want the penguin, Danny DeVito, not because of any particular reason, but just because DeVito is the way. I like how you said that in the most angry way you possibly could. So, yeah, Austin's John little Locke, monster. John Locke, Linus and Lucy, or whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> I love Linus. Give me men in underwear, please, on the outside of their uh, bridges. Thank you. <laughs> that is all. I'd rather have that than a well thought yeah. out story. <laughs> the underwear has breached their breaches. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, this this is actually a good thought exercise because I use this technique a lot when I'm dungeon mastering when we're playing D and D. Yeah, Daddy. Is I'll take. Thank you. <laughs> Th- things can be two things. <laughs> so as you know, I'm building the villains for campaigns. I'm taking bits and bobs from different ones and compiling and making my own. And you see what I'm doing with my hands? Oh, yeah. Everybody great. can. I know. It's totally. We're, we're live streaming that. <laughs> but just that. So, okay. I'm going to finally just answer your question. Heath Ledger's my favorite Joker. <laughs> he did it. So, I love his ju- his his sociopathy. It's fascinating. Absolutely. I've always identified with sociopathic characters, uh, like the comedian from Watchmen, you know. Yeah. So 
I would have, there would definitely be some heavy sociopathy in my villain. Just that ruthless, not really caring about anybody or anything, nihilist, anarchist thing. Yes. Um, So there's that. And then, really, what more do you need? (laughs) A a cool origin story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you just need a story. Right. Um, just like what caused that trauma? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix, he was both the protagonist and the antagonist of his movie. Yeah, yep. he was. He was. Uh, what would you call that? Antagonist? I guess I don't know. <laughs> he, was, he was. He was just the antagonist. <laughs> yeah, he was the antagonist. He he was just so broken and just so defeated by life and everything that happened to him, and he was his own worst enemy. It, I don't, I don't really know how to describe the epic portrayal that was in that. Yeah, that movie would take a lot. I mean, of like work. I, I felt dirty afterwards because the yeah. performance was so powerful. But you empathize with him so much because of everything that he's gone through and continues to go through, and just that, just that broken. So there would have to be an element of broken psyche like in this that. villain. Yeah. I like that. You know, so. And and like we said with Magneto, in his mind, he would have to be the hero. Like he yeah. thinks he's saving the world, but really he's just trying to control everything and destroy everything and cause as much pain and hatred and suffering because he almost wants them to feel like he feels because he's felt this way his entire life. And so if they feel like he feels, everybody's the same. What? Nice. Yeah. Mine's just Lex. Yeah. I like that. That's my a singular pr- yeah. purpose. Singular. The the one. He he is the one true villain. Like well, you, speaking of villains, do you know uh Dr. Isaacs from the Resident Evil movies? Did anybody ever watch any of the Resident Evil movies? Long time ago. Okay. Well, if you don't know Dr. Isaacs, then you might uh remember the uh how about the uncle from Kick Ass Two? Do you, anybody remember the uncle from Kick-Ass 2? I think I saw the second one. I think I saw the first one. Okay, hold on. I, I remember t- Big I, Daddy I, I, from I, the I, first I, one. I got it. I got this. There's more. Um, the, what about that really awful Batman on DC's Titans? Do you remember the really awful Batman on DC's Titans? Uh, he was and, Bruce, right? Yeah. Okay. He didn't well, do can, any Batman stuff, did he? Yeah, just for a second. But anyway, that's not... That's, <laughs> Uh, the uh, Jorah Mormont, Ian yeah. Ian Glenn. Yeah, he played yeah. the Batman. Yeah, absolutely, he did. He did. He uh, he sucked at it. Yeah, he didn't do good. He did a really bad job at being Bruce Wayne. Like he wasn't he wasn't a good Bruce Wayne. He just wasn't he doesn't he wasn't charming or gruff enough. Whenever he was having to be, like it was all just a very just mono. Just he was just. He was just a British guy pl- trying to play an American Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And, and he it, wasn't doing it successfully. No, it was very... Because I want to hear it now. Henry Cavill is British. Yeah. And plays an amazing guy Superman with... Yeah, guy from Kansas. And he sounds just like he's American. But whenever you hear him speak normally, you fall even more in love with him. Well, that, that's like <laughs> Hugh Laurie. I didn't know for a long time the man was British until I heard him on an interview. Who he? The guy that played the house. Oh yeah, yeah, and I was like, he looks British. Like, I don't know heck? what that means. He but. does. I mean, he, he does. does he does have he? that British look, yeah. but he does that American accent so well. And by the way, he also does blues music. And oh yeah, fantastic. ooh, yeah. I need to hear that. Yeah, he oh, so does. Good. I think a reason that Jorah Mormont, because I don't know the actual actor's name, Ian Glenn. I just told you. Yeah, I still don't know it. Um, I think he did. I think he was such a bad Bruce also because of the talent surrounding him by those character the the actors playing the Titans. Yeah. Because they do a wonderful job was, as all of those characters. Was this an animated movie or a live action? No, this is live. Yeah, it's a live what? action. And it's not a movie, it's a it's a, show. it's a television show. But if you've never seen it before, I think that it is on DC Universe and I think that it is on HBO Max. Yeah, I think it's on there now. Because now if something's successful on DC Universe it goes to HBO Max. Right. Yeah. And that brings me to my actual topic, the testicuzzi. You heard me right. The testicuzzi. How much and where do I get it? The testicuzzi is $69.69. <laughs> of course it of course is. It I'm is. not playing with you. It's offered in two colors, black or white. It comes in only those two colors, but you can spend forty nine ninety nine for the optional ball table that it comes with 
the ball table is going to be a two and a half foot tall table that is perfectly etched out for a in for an insert of the testacuzzi to set inside of it. And for those who doesn't who don't know what a testacuzzi is, it's a bubble bath heated attachment that you can use for your ball sack. And it exists. <laughs> Where can we procure what? this magical what do I? wonderful now, item? Oh well hold on. Most of the time gadgets. Well, gadgets being involved with your bits kind of scary to begin with. Absolutely. Why? But but, what, uh, but hold on. I'm 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 not there's there is a statement that they made because I'll let you see the commercial. All you have to do is and this is, you know, up to you. You don't have to get on the website, but just te- <laughs> type in testacuzzi T-E-S-T-I-C-U-Z-Z-I. I don't know if I want to. It's a but... jacuzzi. Ah, beans! For... That's exactly what it's for. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but it said at one point throughout the tr- the little demonstration video, it has this guy like squatting over this little table. <laughs> and like, you can just, you can't see anything, but you see him demonstrating form. <laughs> and he's, it's really, it says, after a long day in skinny jeans, the best feeling a man can have is dipping his marshmallows in sweet cocoa. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. No. No. I mean, it kind of makes me think of the potty putter, too. Is that the, the where you can putt on the potty? No. <laughs> I might not I, be calling it the right thing. I got thing. the rooster one of those. Squatty no, potty? No, no, no. This is a golf club that you take with you to the range. Yeah. Oh, and the shaft Go on. is large enough that you unscrew the back and you affix this little golf towel to your belt and you pee inside the club and you seal it back up and put it back in your golf bag. And it looks like, the commercial says, it looks like you're examining your club. But you're in a field. Yes. With trees. You have a little towel to put on your pants. No, I'm saying pee-pee on the trees in the field. I mean, yeah. But Everybody that's golfing is going to go, oh, yeah, he's pee-peeing on the tree in the field. That's fine. Yeah, and this that. is something you use in the privacy of your own home. But you why can- do I want to? I don't have any idea, but I found out that it existed because I have a guy who's a friend of mine who works for UPS. And he was sitting, <laughs> at, friend. He was sitting at the He was sitting at my work today, and he was talking to me, and he, was ta- he said, man, the weirdest thing happened, and I delivered this package to this absolute just Cracky's house, and he's like, he just he was going crazy, just talking, and he's so excited about what what I brought him. And he's like, yeah, you, you you got me this gift. Yeah, this is like a gift to me, man. You got. And he's like, what is this? And he's like, what's the big deal? Because he, he the guy just kept hinting at like you know, ask me what it is, ask me what it is. He's like, it's a testacuzzi. It's a jacuzzi for your balls. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he shut the door and said, "Have a nice day." <laughs> Can we use one in the publicness of your house? Um, I actually have. Just get a coffee mug. There's a, and I, heat up some water. Well, there's a there's a guy. Well, I know. that's what we're doing. After not this, too hot. Then. Not too hot. No, no, not too. Not too hot. Not too cold. Not in that pot that's nine days old. Roosters buying one for us to all try. But no, he's not. <laughs> I bet he is, isn't he? I guarantee he is. <laughs> the rooster was at the shop today while we were talking about all this stuff, and he is one hundred percent going to buy. <laughs> No. A testacuzzi. <laughs> so, why? Is he getting now, the extra table, too? Why? It's actually, sorry, and I messed up the name. It's called the ball bench. <laughs> of course it is. Why do you want to, why do you want to, hot what? why? Why do you want to put the hot water on your bingles? Why do you want that? Why do you want your bingles dipped in the hot water? Because, like, most of the time, underwear and stuff like that is designed for cooling. It's like, you don't want the hot bangles. We're going to get you the, the, the cool. It's going to be cool. But I think well, that's... It could be like for sexual wellness because there is an optimal temperature 
for your boys to be. Is at. it boiling water? No, I no, mean it's a th- test that's of why it's called it's, not too hot. It's got not too little. Cold. T- it's got actual little jets in there that make the water just move. So it's and oh. it's, it's it's about the okay. Have you I, ever had the bidet accidentally? Spray on the bangles? I have a wife, and there's a female <laughs> setting on yes, it. Yes, there is. And it will lift and sift your boys. It hurts. It, it's a, a, You're I, telling me there's a thing designed to hurt you with hot boiling water. It's not supposed on. to be that pressurized. It's just a gentle bubbling sensation that you get. You to, don't know. It's a nest of water for your man eggs. I just don't think that I want this. Why not just take a bath? You know, and it's just a, take a bath. That's Marcus. Some of us don't have that option. Okay, do you have Ooh. a coffee mug? Do you have a microwave? Yes, but how can I fit my whole body I in a coffee mug or a microwave? I don't think it. This ha- isn't for your whole body, Tiny. It's for your balls. That's the, my favorite part <laughs> of my body. <laughs> They are the ones I treated most gently throughout the years. Okay, my second favorite part of my body. <laughs> no one wants this. The only reason people want it this is because like somebody is because somebody gimmick. told you you want it. And you know that's perfectly fine because if once we watch the commercial together here in a few minutes, we'll be able to see just how many analogies they have for what you dunk into other things. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible how many times a, a man can stare at the camera and make a reference to genitalia without actually saying their name and just give you different make it so you're getting that okra down in your combo you know just just okra down in your combo gumbo 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 okra in your gumbo yeah what about oreos in your milk yeah what what else can you do i like oreos in milk but i don't like bingles in bubble water. Bubble water. <laughs> the Bengals and bubble water coming to CBS. Jets don't go near them. No. Yeah. They're you, for the sky. Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know. It, Have period. you ever gotten too close to the jet on the wall of a pool? Yeah. With my back turned. With your back turned. Of course you would. But no, the if other you'd way. spin. <laughs> Look, yeah. it feels good. I'm not no. ashamed. If you spin, if it's a good jet. It does not feel good. It feels bad. Well, get your back muscles. I mean, every yeah, one, yeah. they all feel good. Mm. Honestly. This just isn't the product for me. You're dunking, your, you're dunking your strawberries in sweet bubbly champagne. How much do these things Apparently. cost? 69 69 Oh, my God. It's the funny number twice. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's what their website said, Sixty-nine, sixty-nine. Can we refer to our genitalia as chicken and dumplings? Uh, uh no. no. This just hit me. No. <laughs> but it's also it's also used for sanitary purposes for people that have extra, you know, oh, whatever. No, it's not. A baby wipe would do the same thing, exactly. but you still don't get to sell a fifty dollar piece of equipment that you know It's oh. not for anything. I hate it. Don't you want I your... don't like it. We can call them our bubble boys. I... Okay. Now I'm getting now, a little closer now, just to ima- wanting. Now just imagine we are we are now 75 years old and we still have these working models, oh, no. and we get to actually go into the living room and just not even use the table anymore. Can you <laughs> imagine being like 80 and taking on Antique Roadshow? <laughs> this is this is my testicuzzi. <laughs> I got this from me and my roommate, and we used to. Stand in the living room looking deep in each other's eyes, and we put our bangles in this thing and just stare at each other. It, it just felt so good. I stared at his bangles, and he stared right at my beans and mash. And we're staring at the end of this episode. We had to find a two seater and just couldn't. <laughs> Thank you for joining us and talk about dipping bangles and some boiling waters. It doesn't. It's not boiling. It's just jets making it Keep bubble. Keep listening to us on the Spotify's and the iTunes and the podcatchers and the podcasters and everything else in between. Do that and give us a rating on iTunes, a good rating, a five-star rating. It's like if someone were to give you a high five but only use four fingers, it'd feel weird. So do the five stars because the four stars, it just wouldn't feel right. Like as soon as you click on it, it's going to be like this is this doesn't feel good. So just go ahead and do the five. And also if you're feeling like looking us up on any kind of social media, make sure that you look us up on Facebook at Nerd Grapevine. 
Twitter at Nerd Grapevine, Instagram at Nerd Grapevine, our Patreon to where you can donate and try to help contribute a little bit to the show. It can be found at Best Friends Inc. Oh, no. Best, no that's the first time I've messed that one no. up. Best Friends, period. Tiny Inc., period, for our Patreon account. And we come to the end of the show now where we do not actually... Discord! Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Discord! We've got a Discord. <laughs> and Datcord. Look us up at Nerded Through the Grapevine podcast on Discord. You can talk to the grapes. We're on there live and uncensored and uncut. We got like a meme channel, a topic suggestion channel. There's... There's a even a channel that tells you what we spoke into fruition, so you you get to see that, and it's just awesome. Come join us, talk to us, love us, be part of our community. You can hate us too. Become, you can hate us too. Become but, the raisin, know, whatever. Well, Dane, <gasps> when life gives you grapes, I'm gonna go into the kitchen. I'm gonna get a coffee mug. I'm gonna put water in it. And a little bit of Dawn soap. Just a little bit, not a whole bunch. Gonna mix it in there. Nice and mixed in with the water. I'm gonna put that water in the coffee mug with the soap in it in the microwave. Why the microwave? And then I'm gonna set it to about 13 seconds. Oh no. I'm gonna press start on the microwave. Oh, You're gonna no. hear it. It's buzzing. It's bubbling. 13 seconds, right? Yeah. And it's gonna get down to the one second. Oh, and you're going to press cancel because yeah, you, you don't want to hear it beeping no, off on you. No. You want to stop it right there at that one second right before the end. Yeah. And then you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to pour it down the drain because I'm not sticking my grapes into a thing of boiling. <laughs> it's not so boiling water. water. It's not I'm boiling not water. It's got it. bubble jets.